Welcome to episode 16 of Roll the Credits Podcast with Aaron and Brian. On this week's episode, we have quite a bit of big news for you guys. We'll be discussing uh, the obvious two big Marvel trailers that uh, they have dropped this week, Captain uh Captain Marvel, which for some reason I wrote down Captain America on my sheet, <laughs> and uh, Avengers Endgame, uh, which will be coming out now in late April. Um, also, we'll have a little bit of news about the Oscars this week. Uh, Golden Globe nominations have come out, um, as well as several other small little tidbits. Uh, we'll be coming with you, uh, coming at you guys with three reviews this week. Um, Brian saw. Uh, Mowgli is it? I I yeah. still don't know how to say it. <laughs> yeah, Mowgli uh, on okay. Netflix. Yeah, Mowgli. I keep wanting to call it Mowgli. Um, I will be coming to you guys with a review for Sorry to Bother You, which has been on my watch list for a few months now. I didn't get a chance to check it in theaters, but I did rent it at Redbox uh, the uh, the other evening. And we went to go see Instant Family. Well, Brian went to go see it, and I went to go see it based on a coin flip. Um but yeah, we went to go see that uh, the Mark Wahlberg Rose Byrne movie uh, that came out probably about a month or month and a half ago or so, something like that. Uh, so we'll have a review for you guys there. And because it's a Mark Wahlberg film, and we're both, I believe, both uh, big Mark Wahlberg oh, yeah. fans, um, we'll be giving you guys our top five favorite Mark Wahlberg roles at the end of the podcast for this week so brian how's your week been going i know your uh, eagles had a bit of a tough tough loss today yeah you know leading up to today it's been a fine week until that that game was just started off as soon as that first play the ridiculous call i knew that's how the entire game was going to go and it was just you know the refs were against us the whole time well, if literally anybody could stop Amari Cooper, maybe you guys would have had a shot. Well, but, yeah, I mean, but even when your cornerback bats the ball with his hand, game. it still ended up bad for you guys. It's like we, we I mean, we didn't, we don't even have any good secondary people to put against them. So it's they're all injured. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I, oh. Sorry, it's still fresh. It happened like <laughs> it ended like a half an hour ago. So I'm still, well, yeah bit of a rough one uh some bad refereeing. opposite for you uh yeah uh my miami dolphins pulled off one of the greatest uh endings to a game ever and in typical fashion they defeated tom brady in miami because he cannot win there for some reason he can't it's hilarious um it's one of the greatest things it's one of the few good things that miami has given me over the course of my lifetime is no matter how no matter who's in a quarterback for miami jay cutler ryan Tannehill, it really doesn't matter Chances are Tom Brady can't win in Miami. So, <laughs> it's great. Uh, obviously, uh, I could not believe, c- couldn't believe that happened. But, uh, I don't think anyone so, did. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I was out of my seat. I, I was freaking the, the hell Miami out. The Miami Miracle. Um, the Miracle of Miami um, is what they are calling it, at least. Uh, anyway, so that's our week. Um, we'll get right down into it because I know, I know you want to talk about this a lot. Uh, Marvel decided to just stay up and said, you know what, this is the week, we're just going to take it over. Um, they first released a Captain Marvel trailer, um, which I partially forgot, I had to go rewatch earlier today because I'd watched the Endgame one so much that I'd <laughs> forgotten that they'd <laughs> dropped yeah. the Captain Marvel one. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, what, what's your, what's your take on, uh, take on this? I mean... One, it's Marvel, so I'm super excited. But two, I mean, 
they gave us more of a look of just the different aspects, um, uh, more of a glance of her powers, kind of um, who the villains are going to be, the scrolls. Um, you know, that, that old lady in the bus that everyone was like, oh, why did she punch her? Yeah, because she's a shape-shifting alien. Um, and, you know, they had the little funny nice thing at the end with the cat. Whatever. But I, it's just so cool to see her powers uh, form with the energy blasts and energy beams and going into... Oh... I forget what it... There's a term that when she goes into, like, full energy mode or whatever... And just looks amazing, you know. She's flying through space, just shooting energy beams at everybody, and it just looks amazing. And yeah, I mean, it's I'm very excited for that. That's that's in March. All right, yeah. I mean, it looked great. Uh, I will say, um, it's nice to have like more of a full trailer in terms of um, actual action in the movie and stuff like that, as opposed to like the first trailer, or teaser trailer, whatever you want to call it, uh, that had come out before. Um, looks really interesting. Uh, like I've said before on here, I think Brie Larson's going to kill it in the role. Um, oh, yeah. A much welcome addition going into the next stage of Marvel here, which we'll talk about now. Yeah, at the, well, at the well, end of the trailer, I was just like, oh, Thanos is done for. Captain Marvel's going to swoop in and just go all full energy mode on him. and That's it. That's the end of Endgame. It's going to be like a half an hour into the movie. And the rest of it's just going to, I don't know be great i hope not i'm not i'm i i'm I'm it's gonna be a three-hour movie i'm rooting for thanos (laughs) he has he makes a lot of good points earth seems to be pretty pretty well off in in the trailer Uh, i wouldn't say good points but i wouldn't say they're bad points i mean you know (laughs) not advocating to wipe out half the universe but you know you can understand where he's coming from because he sees all this death and destruction around him and he wants, in his mind, he's saving the universe. Like, he, he thinks he's doing good. You know, he's just committing, committing mass genocide by wiping out billions and billions of people and other aliens and whatnot. So, Yeah, thanks, Brian. We've all seen the movie. Um, anyway. You know what? Uh, Avengers Endgame, obviously, now that we're all on the uh, topic here. Uh, we got our first look at it. Um it looks like it's i mean the trailer feels not a lot of trailers do this i don't think a lot of them will make you go oh well this is going to be a good movie or like so and so this trailer really gives you the feel that this is about to be the biggest movie of all i'm not talking financially but on a grand scale it is probably one of the biggest films to come out in general in in a long time um i'll say it it's gonna be the greatest movie of all time just wait for it we'll see i don't i don't know uh it's gonna be three hours of spectacularness and it's just gonna go down it's gonna break every single record and just be stupidly fantastic yeah i mean it's gonna it's gonna be huge like there's no doubt about it yeah anyway um yeah, I mean, it looks great. Uh, I can't wait. Like, it just feels um, it, like it's going to suck you in. Like, I, I need <laughs> I need more right now. Like, I, I oh, don't yeah. want to wait four months or whatever it is for this to come out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it looks great. There, There is a scene in there, I guess, it, like, like a, a Thanos 
Scarecrow or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I saw somebody tweet out that, oh, look, John Cena has taken over the role of Thanos. Oh, and it cracked me up because everyone knows you can't see John Cena. Um, but uh, obviously, <laughs> Brian, I know that you want to talk about Endgame probably a lot longer than I do. Well, so I'll, I'll let you take over and, and give everybody your kind of take on it. <laughs> I mean, like like you had said, like it, it showed enough like we want to see more of it, but obviously it's just a trailer. Uh, they're not going to, like you had said earlier in the week when I said I wanted to see more, like, well, they're not going to give away the entire movie in a two and a half minutes. Like, I mean, it was just... Yeah, you did, like, <laughs> you went like, at it, like, 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 none what of this, this makes Why sense. did this happen? Why is this? I want this to happen. Like, <laughs> like oh, here's a minute and a half clip of, <laughs> clip of some stuff from the uh, movie. Uh, yeah, okay, but, like, I mean, it gets you right from the get-go, like, you know, Tony Stark's... If you haven't watched this trailer, I don't know why you haven't. I mean, 289 million people <laughs> watched it in the first 24 hours. I don't know why you're, you weren't one of them. Um... But, like, it, it starts out, and, you know, Tony Stark's just, like, he's in space. His spaceship is... The ship he's in is dying. He's run out of food. He's low on oxygen. It's... It's, it's like it's like you're watching Tony Stark die. Like, he's, like, on the verge of getting there. It's depressing. And you just... It's like you feel the whole aftermath of... The decimation is what they're calling it, I think. I heard what the Marvel official title they gave you know wiping out 50 percent um and it's well, like that's smart I, at least they didn't call it genocide that, that probably, <laughs> no that the decimation <laughs> um and it's like you know scarlet or all right scarlet yeah scarlet johansson i was gonna say scarlet witch but that's the character name of elizabeth olsen but yeah. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Scott Johansson's black widow she's like he really did it you know he wiped out 50 percent of every living creature and you can just like feel like the the pain and shock and allness of just like what happened they're still going through it all and oh my goodness it's and you and have this Hawkeye w- back who's now Ronin yeah and- I mean like you see like Hawkeye he wasn't even in the vet Infinity War he's back now he's just like slaughtering people he's just killing them with his sword which is great. He brings him into his the character he plays at one point during comics, Ronan. Um, I have some theories about why he's gone to that character, but I won't get into those. Um, I mean, this this movie is gonna break me at the end of it. Like, it's just I'll probably end up bawling. Uh, and at the end of it, Jesus. I'll have a similar reaction to the end of Infinity War where my mouth was open just in like awe of what happened and i am so excited like can we can we jump to march so we can get captain marvel and then immediately jump to the end of april to see endgame like oh and also that they finally gave the title endgame which i think fits very well you know kind of closing in the end of at least the original avengers uh you know they'll probably make more Avengers later on with newer characters but this seems to be the end of the story for them and it's it's sad it's depressing <sighs> yeah I I could keep going but I'll stop <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's crazy obviously if you haven't seen these trailers yet definitely go check them out um, if you haven't been in- invested in I-, I mean I get it maybe it's not for everybody but if you if you've been even a little bit like the Marvel's done such a great job of building an entire 
wayward expansion universe uh, in in all of these movies over the last decade that you just feel super invested in it. Um, there's not a, a whole lot of things that are quite like it. Um, maybe a few I can think of, but that's roughly about it. Um, but uh, anyway, we'll move on from a Marvel talk here. Uh, <laughs> The Oscars, they have a host, and then they didn't. Uh, <laughs> so it, it's been a heck of a week for the Oscars. An article came out detailing like why the Oscars are such a bad job um, to, to host and stuff like that, and a lot of issues and stuff that we've had over the last year, which is a lot very understandable. Um, and how you know it's unprecedented that they're this far, this close to it. Um, still a few months away, but this close to it, and they don't have somebody lined up or under contract. So then they named Kevin Hart the host. Uh, he accepted the position, which I think would have been tremendous. Yeah, um, and then, great. in typical 2018 fashion, uh, people dug up old tweets and stuff like that. I guess from you know a decade ago or whatever. Um, uh, I guess I think it was like anti um, gay people and stuff like that um, and they wanted him to apologize for it he didn't want to apologize and then he left the position so the Oscars is back to looking for a host um, I have not yet figured out where I can apply to that position um, but yeah, where do we submit our application Oscars the <laughs> Academy like we'll, we'll do it for you we'll do it for like 10 bucks. I have made my proposal. I want $69, free hotel fare, <laughs> free food, and a free flight. That's it. Uh, that's all I'm asking. That's all really I'm not asking. that much to ask, considering they probably pay the other host a buttload of money to do it. So we'll do it for. They get a decent amount. Which, and here's the thing. Uh, for starters, let's. Uh, I'm uh, maybe, like, in terms of all the people I know, I'm pretty fairly anti-trump but leave the politics out of it um if you're hosting um just you may make it a fun evening like it doesn't ha- like ugh, i hate it i hate that stuff um just as much as you know other people do um it's just annoying leave it leave it on the sidelines for the night um but as they start looking around we'll see who they end up going with but few names i saw come up that um people are asking for uh keenan thompson from snl as well as kate mckinnon from snl Man. uh i think both of those would be tremendous choices um Man. oh god brian who do you want to see fucking do it um i mean just those first two names don't really sound intriguing to me uh just, okay I mean, so go on the list better. what else no i want to hear what else you've heard i'm curious that's what i've heard Oh, that's, that's I had, these aren't rumored names. These are people that people have thrown out as people that they think oh, yeah. I agree with. That I would mean, be good. People have thrown out before. Also, earlier this week, the Golden Globes nominees, the the hosts were uh, announced, and Andy Samberg was the people were throwing out for the Oscars. But then he was announced that he's hosting the Golden Globes, so he lucky won't be hosting the Oscars. Which I thought that'd be cool. Uh, Aubrey Plaza was a name I saw thrown out. Um, yeah. Uh, Ryan Reynolds as both as Ryan Reynolds and as Deadpool was nope. like the wild card named people I saw multiple times. Um, I only I accept Ryan Reynolds as Pikachu. <laughs> what about CGI? I'm right on stage. What about the whole show? Deadpool Pikachu? No. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who they'll go with now. Like I said, I, I really like the idea of Kevin Hart. I was really excited when he got announced, and of course, we have to do this thing where we dig up shit from a decade ago um, and pretend that people don't grow. Which and it's, like, it's it, at this point, it, it's just annoying to me. And so. like one of the reasons he like didn't want to apologize this week, he's like, I apologized like years ago, like after it came up, and like I've already made my official statement, and like I was sorry for it, and obviously I've changed since then. And yet you go out digging up this crap again anyway. It's yeah. ridiculous. I mean, yeah, it's it's annoying all around. Um, so, yeah, uh, they'll be searching for someone else. Um, I'm speaking of Andy Samberg uh, and the Golden Globes. We officially got nominations for that um, now going on. Um, as you said before, uh, hosted by Andy Samberg and Sandra Oh, which I'm not super excited about. I'm personally not one of the people that thinks that Andy Samberg's all that funny. Um, you gotta watch Brooklyn Nine Nine, man. I know you've never seen uh, that, but you got—it's hilarious, and he's great. I've seen plenty <laughs> of things that he's done before, and it's not funny. So I'm not like—I don't know. Maybe it's good, but uh, at this point, I'm pretty far past it. Um, but anyway, some of the nominations—I'm not gonna obviously run down all the lists. I'll run down. Um, the main categories for movies and TV here. Uh, best Picture nominees are Stars Born, Black Panther, which is uh, pretty huge. First, I believe, oh, yeah. um, superhero movie to get nominated. Uh, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, which I found to be a bit of a surprise. And yeah. um, If Beale Street Could Talk, I believe is the name of the movie. Yeah. Uh, that comes out this month, actually. Um, best picture that was for drama. Uh, best picture for musical or comedy is Crazy Rich Asians. Uh, the favorite Green Book, Mary Poppins, and Vice. Um, uh, <laughs> which that'll you know be your interesting. There. What what is it? Your choice there. I'll, I'm assuming it'll be Vice after we see it. I mean, uh, I mean, uh, Crazy Rich Asians was great, also. But yeah, I've talked about Crazy Rich Asians for like three straight episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I am very excited for Vice, though, obviously, as I've, I've mentioned before. So that one, yeah, I'll be picking between those two. Uh, best picture um, could Bohemian Rhapsody was good, but it's not on the level of Black Panther, Black Klansman, or Star is Born. That one's another tough one for me, because I believe I gave all three of those movies a 95. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that one will be a tougher one. Um, in the TV drama category, we have The Americans on FX, Bodyguard from, from Netflix, Homecoming from Amazon, Killing Eve from BBC America, and Pose from FX. Um, I have literally not seen any of these shows. Uh, the Americans is one I've wanted to get around to for quite a while, but never have. Um, and TV musical comedy um, is Barry for HBO, which is a great show. Uh, Good Place on NBC. Fantastic show. Uh, Kidding from Showtime. The Kaminsky Method from Netflix. And Marvelous Miss Maisel from Amazon, which is not surprising, as that seems to take all of the awards all the time. So, um... I don't really watch a ton of TV, as I've mentioned many a times on here, and clearly from when I said on the TV dramas that I hadn't seen any of them. I think out of both lists here, out of the ten total ones, I think Barry is the only one I've actually ever watched. So, um, go Bill Hader. <laughs> uh, uh, if I had to pick right now who's going to end up winning these categories, I'd probably go with The Star is Born. Vice, The Americans, 
and Marvelous uh, Miss Maisel. Any That's fair. guesses uh, on your end? Uh, of what I think will win, probably what you say, what I would like to win. I mean, Black Panther, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. I mean, I haven't seen Vice yet, so I'm very excited for Vice, too. So, But of the ones I have seen, that one. Um, I haven't ever seen any of the drama picks, so I would just go with Americans. will probably win that one, since that's been a long-running favorite. And I love The Good Place. Like, I, I hope that wins. It's a hilarious show. That's fair. Uh, yeah, I mean, when that uh, Golden Globes ends up happening, you know, we'll definitely cover all winners and all that stuff and any any notes. That happened then. Um, anyway, moving on past award season and Marvel a little bit here. Um, Wes Anderson's new film, The French Dispatch, uh, officially, obviously, just got its name. Um, it was long rumored to be a musical, which it is not, apparently, which is good because yes. I already am not a big Wes, Under- Wes Anderson fan as is, and I don't need it to be a musical. But apparently it centers around an American newspaper in France during or after World War II, from what I've read. Um, it will star, I believe, um, officially Bill Murray, Francis McDormand, Tilda Swinton, Benicio Del Toro, Jeffrey Wright, and Timothy Chalamet, um, and still has rumored to include Natalie Portman, Brad Pitt, and Leah Sadu. Um, we'll see if they actually end up on board with it or not, but, uh, a good cast. I mean, a lot of regulars for Wes Anderson films. Um... I, I, I want to see more about this before I, I judge whether I'd see it or not. Like I've said before, yeah. I think the uh, Grand Budapest Hotel is the only Wes Anderson movie I've ever actually enjoyed. Uh, his styling is not necessarily it's, it's for very me. very different. Yes, uh, very much so. Um, but if it's a lot like that movie, then I'll probably definitely enjoy it. But um, we'll tackle that a little bit more as more things come to light it has apparently begun filming i believe in uh, out in france i believe around paris or somewhere in there um which is actually also where wes anderson lives um anyway moving on (laughs) as we've discussed crazy rush asians when it comes to the golden globes we have somewhat good and somewhat bad news um on that front um both sequels are likely to film back to back in 2020 um, assuming scheduling works out, which um, John Chu, the director of the original one, who is signed on to direct the second and third, also has a few other things on his plate, so we'll end up seeing if that happens uh, down the line here. But it's likely to film back-to-back in 2020 um, to kind of keep the cast together or something Marvel's been doing and a few other franchises as well. Um, just because it apparently makes things a lot easier, which makes sense. Um, and it'll slate to put those movies in 2021 and 2022, um, which is very far away from me and I don't like that, but it is what it is and that's life. Um, can't wait to see what those end up happening. Uh, moving on a little bit, uh, for Disney fans of 101 Dalmatians and all that stuff, uh, the Cruella spinoff kind of movie, um has tapped Craig Gillespie to direct. If you've seen I, Tanya, he directed that this past year. Emma Stone has been attached to play Young Cruella. This is in line uh, with Maleficent or whatever. Uh, I don't know. Um, I probably said that wrong. but uh, That's close enough. Uh, in line with that where they kind of tell the tale of the villain um, to some of their uh, classic tales. Um, 
don't know when this is coming out. Obviously, it's a Disney movie, uh, so I probably don't care all that much about it um, myself. Although Emma Stone being in it will probably get me to go see it as long as the reviews for it are pretty yeah, decent. That's the thing. I love Emma Stone, so that's probably will be one of the main things that gets me to go see it. Yeah, um, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll see a little bit more of that as more of that comes to light. Um, obviously, Disney has a huge slate with all their reboots and all this stuff. Live action films coming to light here in the next few years. Marvel, Star Wars, all that jazz. So we'll end up seeing whenever that actually gets off the ground. But it's always nice to see that they get a director on board. That's always a good thing. And I don't know if Emma Stone's been actually signed on to do it or if she's just been rumored. Um, I didn't get clarification for that in the article I read. Um, I'm pretty sure she's been attached to it for like a year or so, and they only just now found um, a director for it. Oh, okay. Well, it took a year to get a director. That's not, that it's part's not, not sign, as good. Yeah. But so, but uh, I mean, it's Disney. They'll get around to making it. So whatever. Uh, <laughs> fans of the 21, 22 Jump Street uh, movies. Um, get excited because 23 jump street is in the works uh, apparently um sony though is eyeing tiffany haddish and aquafina to take over the franchise in the uh, <laughs> in the placement of channing tatum and jonah hill who obviously if you saw 23 jump street one of the funnier parts of that was the end when they kind of like threw out like 20 years worth of jump street movies um titles and stuff like that um and then they kind of got tossed around for a while tatum and uh jonah hill are both out of the franchise now it appears so now they are looking to take over um the original thought was it was going to be those two doing a men in black type uh 23 oh, jump street that would have been great um but obviously things never worked out so now they're going to continue the franchise with two new people and like i mentioned tiffany haddish and aquafina are who they really want to take I, over um i know i know, said, yeah, I know that's before. not something i you... can't stand tiffany haddish <laughs> uh, i mean aquafina she was enjoyable in Crazy Rich Asians, uh, she was very funny, but I just can't stand Tiffany Haddish. So, if she's a part of this movie, it would probably take like great reviews for me to go see it. I don't want to. I don't want to guarantee I'll go see it when if if it gets made, when it gets made, whatever. Uh, I would like to see uh, trailers for it first before I make a decision on it. But. I don't know. I'm excited. I'd be excited for it. I think those two could play off each other really well. So, um, I don't know. Uh, we'll see as that gets. We'll definitely come come back to you guys with uh, some more information once that, uh, if that actually takes off or if they just drop the whole thing. We'll see. Um, obviously, it's been several years since we had 22 Jump Street. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> for anybody out there that's a Prince fan and a Mamma Mia fan. I have some great news for you. <laughs> if you don't like either one, I have some weird news for you. Uh, so there's going to apparently be a Prince styled Mamma Mia movie. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, obviously Mamma Mia is a, well, now there's two of them, uh, two movies. Um, that's a story based around 
ABBA music. Like, there's just a lot of ABBA music in it. I don't, I don't really know a whole lot of the backstory on it, so I can't say whether that actually plays a factor or if they just like to sing the songs or whatever. Um, but we're going to get a Prince-styled one of those, apparently. Um, there was long rumored that it would end up being... Um, that there would end up being a Prince biopic movie, um, which apparently was this. But then it was announced that... Um, all they want really is the songs and they're looking to do a Mamma Mia style movie with print songs. This is something I don't care about. I don't, I didn't care about Mamma Mia. Again, I'm not a big musical guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're a Prince fan and you'll probably really enjoy it or probably really hate it, um, depending on how it goes. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it not something I'll me, watch really. for sure. It's definitely not something I plan on seeing. Um. Anyway, Brian, do you have any more news for us that I, yeah. I didn't get to? I got a few pieces. Uh, I'm sorry. That just... The Prince movie... <laughs> Mamma Mia style movie with Prince songs just doesn't sound good or interesting. Give me. me a Mamma Mia movie with Metallica songs. That's <laughs> what that, That'd be I'd interesting. Go, I'd go see that. There you go. It'll be a very violent, but probably good movie. So, um, a few pieces of information. Uh, uh, Chris Chris McKay, who's director of uh, the Lego Batman movie and has been a part of the other Lego movies, um, tweeted earlier this week that Lego Batman 2 is in the works and development. He's currently writing the script for it, which... I think is great. I'm a big, I mean, you said this too. It's one of your favorite animated movies. Lego Batman last year was hilarious. I'm very excited that they're creating a second one for this. Um, no real word on what it's going to be about, but you know, it's in development, so that's great. Um, a couple movie announcements in development, oh, as well as that. Uh, Marvel announced early in the week that they're going to develop a uh, Shang Chi uh, movie. They're putting that on the fast track. Uh, to be its first um, Asian-led superhero movie, um, I I don't know much about it. Like I looked it up briefly, it sounds it sounds similar to the character of Iron Fist, but with an actual Asian person with doing all the um, kung fu and martial arts and stuff. So I don't know, but there's the big. There's a lot of big ethnicity kicks, like the huge success of Black Panther early year, and they increased its Asians at the end of the summer. Um, Kevin Feige sees this, and he wants to fast-track to sang chi movie. So, it's Marvel, so it'll probably be decent, good. So, Yeah, uh, I hope. I definitely hope. <laughs> yeah, uh, so uh, one other... No, two more things. Um, Aquaman 2 is already and they announced that that's in development before this first one has come out yet I mean it's getting good first response from the critics and other people that have seen it and it just opened this weekend in China or whatever and made a lot of money um, so they already have a second one in the works I don't know DC I still don't think DC has any clue what they're doing uh, outside of Wonder Woman so we'll see how that goes uh, it'll probably be in production, middle purgatory, whatever, for five years. Um, and the last thing that was announced earlier today that you don't care about at all, but uh, it's depressing to me. Um, Doctor Who, I'm a huge fan of. Um, they announced today that it will be ter- returning for its 12th season uh, in early 2020. 
so like next actually today was the season finale of season 11 and season 12 will be coming back in early 2020 so we have to wait well over a year for this which i don't really think makes sense on their part uh with having uh first female doctor uh it was huge the big ratings boost it's been it's been good episodes like you gotta go with the momentum right now and now you're just gonna be like oh yeah next episode season three guys will be on like a year and a half whatever is now you guys can wait right and it's ridiculously frustrating like I, i'm a big fan of the show and seeing this today was annoying um well yes i don't care i do understand it a bit um from the aspect that you gotta you gotta build to something you gotta get people excited look at game of thrones like that shit doesn't come out for forever, but man, like it, the more you make people wait, the more they want it. I mean, that's just the way it is. I don't. That's how we are as people now. Like we want now in a streaming, like the the way we are now in this streaming world, everyone just wants it as soon as they can. I'm one of those people too. But if you make people wait, if you make people wait on it, you'll get something good been watching wrestling for a long period of my life and that's a big part of it is making you wait for it um that's just because that's a soap opera with fighting yeah well that's called tv bud that's that's the way it works sorry they're not coming out with the next season next week Um, no i expected it though you know to be like most shows have a season a year like whether it's whether it's a year and a half between where it's like comes down the spring and comes down the fall for the next season like almost every show has it has a new season coming out every year so having the the next season not gonna be out for 15 months or whatever is yeah if it's ridiculous. on you know nbc or abc or one of those main things yeah they usually do it that way that's the way their whole business models i don't look i don't know bbc's business model when it comes to stuff like that but i'd assume it's a little different than our cable networks and stuff like that where it's you know standard everything set you know fridays are for comedy and this comes out every fall and i don't know i mean doctor who's their most successful popular show and it's riding high momentum right now and so just having it not come out for over a year just doesn't make sense to me oh well um find someone else to complain to oh uh, <laughs> anything else you got for us there brian uh, no nah, not really all right well you do technically because i'm going to send it over to you to give a review <laughs> for mowgli I don't care. <laughs> I'm not going to see it, so it doesn't matter to me what it's called. Uh, but go ahead, give a review, and let everyone know what you thought about it. Yeah, that's what a review is. So, um... <laughs> Gee, it's not the Webster's Dictionary of reviews, but of, of uh, word review, or right. whatever. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Mowgli, The Legend of the Jungle, uh, just came out this Friday on Netflix, uh, Andy Serkis, um, who's I think he wrote it and directed it and was one of the main voices in it. Um, it was an all right movie. I think it would have been more impressive if Disney had it come out with, you know, their basically live action Jungle Book two years ago. That was a huge success. Um, the CGI in this uh, was pretty good, like pretty realistic, but it 
you could still tell CGI like the way that Disney does it. You can see with the Lion King and stuff. Like it doesn't even look like CGI, which is ridiculous. Uh, which is the same way that their Jungle Book worked. Um, impressive cast. I mean, the highlight of the movie is Benedict Cumberbatch um, is the villain, Shere Khan, the Tiger. Uh, he just he has the voice for it. I don't know. Like I get you know he's our superhero Doctor Strange, but he just has a very deep villainous voice. It worked out very well. He's also a new crappy bad Grinch, so not everything he does is fantastic. Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, uh, the story was a little, a little darker than the Jungle Book most people know, but apparently that's closer to uh, Ripper Kimpling's original novel. Um, I felt like the first two-thirds of the movie weren't really building anything. It was just kind of, I don't know, a movie that didn't build anything. I, I'm missing words for what I want to say, but and then the last final half an hour was it shot up very climatically, and there was a big fight, you know, final takedown and stuff. But it wasn't. I don't know. Couldn't have been better. It just seemed like it was flowing without much story, not much happening. Um. So, it's 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 fine. You can go watch. It's on Netflix. They so don't have to pay to see it. So. <laughs> I mean, if you have Netflix. Unless you don't have Netflix. <laughs> unless you don't have Netflix. But um, a majority of people, I think, have Netflix. So if you have Netflix, you don't really have to pay to see it. Uh, it's good CGI, you know. It, some good voice casting. Kind of. So Christian Bale plays Bagheera, the panther in the movie. And at playing the panther, he has a deep, a deep, almost raspy voice. And as soon as I heard him talking, I immediately started to picture Batman in the shape of a panther. <laughs> and I couldn't unsee that the rest of the movie. It was just like Batman was hiding somewhere, and there was this panther talking. Uh, which yeah, it's, it's weird. Uh, I I settled on giving it a sixty. Um, so the overall combined score, in which you throw in the critic scores, uh, brought it to a fifty nine point seven, which is our twelfth lowest movie for the year out of sixty eight movies. So, yeah, not that great. I mean, yeah, what I'll pass it off to you to give your sorry to bother you review. Uh, all right, give me. Um, I know this is bad radio, guys, but I'm currently watching a trailer that's airing on the Sunday night game for something that has Ben Affleck in it and a lot of a, net, ooh, a Netflix film. I'm sorry, guys. This is this just is, really this intriguing is, to is, me right come now. Come on, Aaron. This is, uh, you should have. I'll uh, get back to you guys about this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah. So anyway, I, I rented. Sorry to bother you. Uh, the other night, a movie that's been on my watch list for a few months now. Uh, I ended up giving it a 75 out of 100, um, and it ended up a combo score of 76.8 in the end. It's a bit of a ride of a film. Uh, Boots Riley, his directorial debut, he is a um, American rapper um, who has now kind of transitioned into filmmaking. But um, and it's kind of his take on you know the 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 capitalist world we live in um, and the the greed surrounding it and social critiques on racism and stuff. Um, it's an interesting ride that uh starts off um pretty funny obviously um 
Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, if you've seen the trailer, he is working in a call center, um, and <laughs> the ends up having uh danny glover teaches him to essentially have a white voice which the white voices uh are played by um i believe david cross and uh Patton oswald david cross obviously is tobias from arrested <laughs> development and Patton oswald everybody knows who that is um but uh so that one that's pretty funny so it starts off like that um tessa thompson is also in it obviously i mentioned like keith stanfield amari hardwick terry cruz um steven yoon danny glover and army hammer and Ar- so army hammer plays essentially the you know uh typical kind of uh capitalist business owner um kind of guy and i gotta say everybody's great in this movie but army hammer is ridiculous in this film um as the kind of um as I'd mentioned, CEO, owner of a company. Um, the name of it is... Um, I, I don't know. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of it is, is what I'm looking for. Uh, but it it's pretty funny to start, like I'd mentioned. But it starts to like travel into this weird, like what feels like an acid trip. Um, without trying to give away a whole lot of detail about it. Um the you know idea that you know we're being replaced by robots and stuff kind of idea kind of trickles into this whole um you know the aspect of greed through capitalism and trying to find you know uh equal labor for paying people less and stuff like that through the idea of turning people into horse people <laughs> what <laughs> yeah it's i'm telling you man it's crazy because i mean <laughs> army hammer and lakeith stanfield play off each other so well there's a scene where um lakeith stanfield's like you know becoming great and he's starting to kind of get greedy and and tessa thompson plays his girlfriend in it and um all this stuff and she's very, you know, anti-capitalism and stuff. And he starts to, like, move his way up the chain of the company. He's doing great. Um, his friends are, ri- are, like, picketing for higher wages and stuff. Uh, and it ends up... They, they end up having a meeting without going into a lot of it. But they play off of each other so well in this, like, ten-minute scene. It's crazy. But, yeah, like, we end up having horse people in the movie. It's... Like I said, it is a ride. But, I mean, obviously, if you're... You're one of the people that, like, feels, you know, how the system kind of is nowadays. How I've, I've mentioned before, not to get too political, but I think, you know, capitalism works. It just is broken to an extent when, you know, you're trying to do stuff like get horse people um, to do <laughs> work. Centaurs? Is that the word you're looking for? No, no uh, because the bottom half of their body is not a horse. The top half of their <laughs> body is a horse. Um, that's uh, the is, weird part. What's the... Oh, wait, what? Oh. Okay. That's weird. You alright? I just pictured it, and I just was thrown off by it. Wow. Yeah, if you... um. If you go onto the IMDb page for this, I think like one of the first pictures you'd find is the one of the pictures of the horse people in the oh, movie. Going there now. Like <laughs> it's wild. But yeah, it's funny. It's definitely um I definitely recommend it for a lot for people out there. It got like an 80 meta score, I believe. Um a 7.0, I think IMDb user score. Like I said, I gave it a 75 cuz it does 
feel a bit convoluted at points because it's trying to get across many messages all with very um somewhat simplified storytelling i think um but i it does throw enough at you to keep you interested the whole way through it's not something that's gonna necessarily bore you um and like i'd mentioned uh when (laughs) it's worth it especially for lakeith stanfield and army hammer in the movie um great directorial debut debut for boots riley um and his whole take on all of it um and and it's disturbing yeah (laughs) yeah it'll definitely make an impact on you when you first watch it um it's definitely enjoyable um i definitely recommend it um so yeah that's my review for sorry to bother you um just continue on give your instant family review uh, don't tell me what to do, Brian. I'm going to send it over to you for your instant, uh, instant family reveal. Oh, all right then. Uh, so yeah, on Friday night this week, we went and saw Instant Family. Um, I basically coaxed Aaron there. We went and got Kodobo, and then after and we were at Kodobo, my sister and I convinced him to come see it with us. Bye, coin flip. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, I, I liked it. I... It was funnier than I thought it'd be, and it was actually some good laughs in it. I thought uh, Mark Wahlberg and Rose Byrne worked well off each other. Um, a funny couple. Uh, some very... Uh, I don't know. It was, it's different than, it felt different than your typical family holiday movie. Um, very good script. Holiday movie? What? It came out at the Thanksgiving time, and so... And it, involved christmas and thanksgiving so it's not a one christmas scene and one thanksgiving scene okay <laughs> i'm referring to as how like you know you know like the the daddy's home movie like those came out thanksgiving year like every year at thanksgiving there seems to be some type of family oriented movie so that's what i mean when i say holiday family movie i don't remember daddy's home one but daddy's home two centered around the holiday so that's a holiday movie <laughs> Anyway, they both came. They, they <laughs> all came out like the week before Thanksgiving. So, anyway. Okay, so that's the definition of a holiday movie. That's Keep the going. way that I'm describing it. Anyway, um, that's my turn. Thought came back into this awkward um, big time Christmas film. It's it was nice to see um, a family movie that's based off like a non traditional family where they're the foster parents that then they are looking to adopt and there's all but there's all the issues around the uh revolved around that um it's gonna be the kids do a good job uh the the teenage girl she's unfortunately she was in the transformer previous movie or whatever so she has that with margie mark yeah i know they both have those splotches on their records it's sad um but yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. It was funnier than I thought it'd be. I gave it a, a seventy five out of a hundred. Um, yeah, I'll pass it over to you. Oh wow, that's all you had to say about that? You were loving it coming out of the theater. Um, anyway, I gave it a sixty. Um, and here's why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, it's a of, bit what? What do you gotta the, say? No, out of the theater, I wasn't loving it. I was trying to just defend it based off of when you came out of the theater like oh that was a 50 and so I was just caught off guard by that I, I never said I loved the movie I just enjoyed the movie and you saying at first uh, it was like oh I was a 50 it threw me off so continue with why you gave it a 60 please <laughs> real fast um, that trailer I was watching earlier was for a movie called Triple Frontier um, 
All right. Anyway, instant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I mean, it had Ben Affleck in it. It caught my eye. I had to go. go look it up. Um, it is. Yeah, I mean, it's an endearing film um, about family and adopting and all the challenges surrounding it. The real highlight of the movie for me was the humor and the playoff between Tignataro and um, Octavia Spencer, who are the two people that kind of run the adoption agency. Um, That I mean, that was the best part for me. I mean, obviously, you know, everything else about it was fine. Uh, I didn't love the movie, but it was good. Um, It's far from brilliant. but it's also not really a stinker of a comedy. Um, it's worth a watch. I mean, obviously, if you like uh, Mark Wahlberg or any of the people in it, um, or if you just like endearing family films and stuff like that. Um, I think it. this is something I also thought about today. It, honestly, it might have been better as a TV show type thing, um, the way it is. Um huh. As opposed to kind of cramming all that into two hours, yeah. spread it into a sitcom or something like that, and go I think farther that would make with it. Too it. Cheesy if it was a TV show. You don't think that movie was cheesy? No, the movie was cheesy, but I think it would have made it a lot cheesier if they had to spread it out over the course of a season. Also, the movie didn't have a happy ending. Like, what do you mean it didn't have a happy ending? I mean, I'm not gonna go into it because I don't want to spoil it for people. But it didn't have a happy ending. Yes, it did. Oh, okay. Drug addiction's real happy. Good. What do you mean, um, <laughs> drug addiction? The real mother. Okay, I'm sorry, oh, folks. The real but, mother. But, yeah. but Brian's coercing me here right now into spoiling this movie for you, because he can't wait until we're done recording. But um, <laughs> it has yeah. a plenty of a happy ending. Like it has a happy ending, depending on what side of the the, the whatever you decide to go with. So. Whatever. Uh, I gave it a 60, like I said. Uh, it's worth a watch. I would probably rent it as opposed to going out um, to go see it. But, yeah, um, it's all right. Um, anyway, now that that's um, over with, what? what I was going to say, say, the combo score brings it in at a 68, 68 point. point. Yep. It's the 40th ranked movie of the year for us. So that sounds about right. Out of 68. So, you know, lower half, but whatever about right um all right anyway uh we'll get into our top five for the uh for the week top five mark Wahlberg roles um we are probably sure to have some repeats in here i guarantee it um as usual brian you know go ahead hit us with your number five all right i mean we i think most people are enjoy mark Wahlberg. you know he's a Funny guy, big action star, uh, can act. Um, so this this wasn't a hard list at all for me, I didn't think. Um, my number five uh, is his character from The Italian Job, uh, Charlie Crookin, or I might even pronounce the last name, but he, uh, I mean, it's a good movie, classic heist movie. He has a good character in it. Um, I don't want to go to him, Death, but it, it's a good movie, and he does a good job, as he typically does, out, you know, any movie that's not a Transformers movie, he's good in. Oh, yeah. You can pass it over to you now for your number five. All right. Number five for me is Bobby Mercer of the Mercer Brothers from Four Brothers. Uh, I haven't actually seen this movie in probably like six or seven years, probably. It, it, it might still run on TNT all the time. 
Uh, but I used to love this movie. Um, one of my favorite movies growing up. I it was one that I, you know, when I was home, like, and it was on TNT or whatever. I'd always throw it on. Uh, so yeah, Bobby Mercer from Four Brothers is number five for me. Go ahead. All right, uh, my number four um, is uh, his character Terry Holtz from The Other Guys. Uh, this is his first uh, pairing with Will Ferrell, I believe, and they just they work so well off each other. I think it's a very funny movie. Um, it's him being the the, the cop thing that shot Derek Jeter and will never live that down um, in New York City. It's it's a very funny movie. I enjoyed it, and his character uh, is very enjoyable. So that's my number four. All right, number four for me is Dignum from The Departed. Um, I wanted to put this a little bit higher, but he wasn't in the movie enough for me to justify it um, in the end. But um, another great part to a tremendous movie overall. Um, but yeah, uh, like I said, just he wasn't in enough for me to warrant putting him a little bit higher. But I had to have that on the top five. Go ahead. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, my number three is his character Vince Papali from Invincible. Uh, we have brought this movie only up. Only three. Uh, only three. Yeah. Well, look, just because I'm an, Eagles an eagle fan, player, I assume that's going to be number Eagles one. <laughs> no. Look, I mean, yeah, he does a great job. It's a very good movie. Uh, Our Eagle fan listeners might be a little upset with you there, hombre. <laughs> not respecting, not respecting the brand enough. I put him in my top five. He's a, a great character. It's not Marky Mark's best character he's ever played. Um. <sighs> Anyway, you know, he does a very good job with Vince Papali. Uh, great, great sports movie. Uh, by, yeah, as I mean, as we mentioned, our top five earlier a few weeks ago, uh, one of my top five sports movies. Um, good character. You know, I'm an Eagles fan, so I, I very much enjoyed the movie. So that's my number three. Some of us might think he's a lot better than that in terms of his characters. Anyway, number three for me is Mickey Ward from The Fighter, um, playing alongside Christian Bale in a boxing movie. Uh, heavily, heavy dramatic acting from him on this one. Um, very good movie overall. Two of my favorite actors out there um, for it. So if you haven't seen The Fighter, I definitely recommend going out and checking it out. Um, but yeah, that comes in number three for me. All right, uh, my number two um, is his Marcus, uh, his character Marcus Luttrell from Lone Survivor. Um, uh, this came out a few years ago about he's and um, he's in the Marines. It gets stranded over uh, in the Middle East. Uh, his unit comes under fire, or whatever, and then he's. I mean, as the title suggests, he becomes a lone survivor. Uh, it's a very good movie, very well acted. Uh, one of my favorite war movies. Um, it's a good movie he does a great job I think so that's my number two alright number two for me is John Bennett from Ted uh, I remember when that movie came out it, it's still a movie that I love watching uh, very rewatchable about uh, John and his teddy bear Ted um, who talks, <laughs> um, he talks. It, it's, it's tremendous I, I'm a huge Seth MacFarlane fan so like uh, I was a really big fan of that movie, and one of my... I, I think Mark Wahlberg, as much as he gets painted as an action star, is a tremendous comedy actor, um, and it really showed in this movie. So yeah, John Bennett, number two for me. <sighs> Alright, sorry, I'll yawn in there. Uh, 
Not because of your review. It's just yeah, okay, getting, whatever. It's getting late. Um, <laughs> sorry. Anyway, uh, my number one for the uh, who you had earlier in the list, uh, Dignum from The Departed. Uh, I think this is the best role Marky, Marky Mark's ever played. I mean, he was nominated an Oscar for it. Um, yeah, he's not in the movie as much as we'd like it to be, but uh, when he is in it, uh, he steals a scene and does a fantastic job and is one of the reasons why it's such a great movie. Uh, so that's my number one Mark Wahlberg role. All right, number one for me is uh, Vince Papali, JK. Uh, <laughs> Terry Hoyt's from the other one. guys, as you had mentioned before. Um, that movie's tremendous. Him and Will Ferrell are great together. Um, not as much in, in the Daddy's Home movies, unfortunately, but Yikes. it is what it is. Um, but yeah, that's that's my favorite role from him. It's one of my favorite movie, comedy movies of all time. Uh, probably my top five there. Yeah. But, uh, um, yeah, one of the more tremendous ones. Um, obviously, the Derek Jeter thing's really funny with him being a huge Boston Red Sox <laughs> fan and stuff in real life. That's what makes it so great. Um, but, yeah, um, so, yeah, that's that's my top five. Bobby Mercer, as I had mentioned, Bobby Mercer, Dignum, Mickey Ward, John Bennett, and Terry Hoyts. Um, hopefully, Brian will put those in the right order this week. Look, I don't uh, understand so- how I messed up because, like, I did it the same day that we did the podcast, and, like, I had the list in front of me. And then, like, and I had saved the photo then, and then when I posted it on Wednesday, and you were like, you messed it up, I was like, really? Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, it's just I, funny I, to me because you even knew that was going to be my number one. Like, <laughs> it's not even. Like I, you I honestly, guess. I don't, I don't know how I messed that up. <laughs> like, I don't remember messing it up at all. Well, and then when I posted it and looked at it, I was like, "Wait a second, did that's that's not what I made. I made it right." But uh, apparently, it was. So my bad, everybody. My bad. Oh well. Um. Anyway. <laughs> I know last week we, we had mentioned on the podcast we were going to go see uh, Mary Queen of Scots, but as it turns out, and as I sort of assumed before I told everybody we were going to go see it, it's not a wide release quite yet. It'll be a wide release, I believe, in late December, you'd mentioned. Yeah. Um, December 21st, when every other big movie comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, only, only competing against uh, Aquaman, Mary Poppins, um, Bumblebee. I don't know. Is Destroyer come out then too, or is that on Christmas that's, Day? I know Vice is Christmas Day. Yeah, that one's Christmas. Um, yeah, I mean, come on, guys. There's quite a bit of stuff there. Um, but anyway, we'll get around to it eventually. Uh, this weekend we have Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse coming out, and the Mule, which are on our lists. Um, we should. We'll probably get around to one of those uh at least i know i will um i know you're on call or something this week or the week after yeah, or whatever i'm gonna figure something out with that um i so really yeah. want to see into the spider-verse so uh. yeah um so uh, i know that well there will be reviews next week folks i we just don't know what it's going to be i um, I, I do know due to scheduling but uh, I will definitely have some rental reviews for you guys because while I'm on call, both my parents and my sister decided to throw big events at our house while I'm on call, and you know I have to be on a laptop and be on the phone, uh, so I'll just probably be secluded in my room and I'll just watch movies from Redbox. So I'll probably have at least one or two rent- rental reviews. 
All right, folks, as usual, thank you so much for listening um, to episode 16 here of Roll the Credits podcast. We have some big things going on in the new year here for you guys. Uh, we'll be sending out um, our Instagram that we have created that will be up. Um, we are also hopefully going to have a new logo relatively soon, all thanks to my tremendous cousin Sarah, who is working on that. Um Big stuff, big stuff. And yeah, some big stuff. Obviously, we'll have our end of the year movie spectacular episode, as I've mentioned before, oh, which we're still what, working that's through. That's the title of it. That's what we're calling it. Probably not, but it is what it is. Um, anyway, again, everyone, thanks for listening. You know where to find us on Facebook, Roll the Credits Podcast, Twitter at Roll underscore Credits Pod. Um, and, you know, as usual, give us a subscri- uh, subscribe so you stay up to date every time the episode drops, late Sunday, early Monday, uh, if you're driving to the work. Um, I hope everybody has, um, trying to wear off my Sunday scaries here, um, and get ready for a nice another week at the office and hopefully at the theater, depending on what goes on, um. Tons of great movies coming out here this late December. Mm-hmm. Uh, any parting words for everyone there, Brian? No, not really, no. Enjoy the podcast. Share it with your friends. Get friends and family involved. Uh, I think anybody who likes movies will like this podcast. So, Yep, and as usual, you know, always feel free to reach out uh, if there's anything you want to hear from us. Uh, we are more than willing to accommodate um, as long as it's accessible or uh one of us enjoys whatever it is um because there's plenty of things we could talk about obviously on the pod um anyway everyone thanks again have a great week bye
dancing in 